Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. You're in the right place if you're looking to work smarter, not harder, increase the average sale price, and bring more tools to the table. Uh, you probably heard some birds chirping in the background. My, my good friend that's going to be on the show today, he is making this appearance at 5 in the morning because he's coming from Australia, so he's out for a morning walk on a weekend as we record this, which I appreciate the value adds that we're going to add. So with that being said, let's bring right in Glenn Twiddle here. Uh, we met virtually. We've never physically met, but heard amazing things about him. They put together some great trainings and great events for agents that are kind of known as the uh, Total Success Summit. So, uh, Glenn, welcome. My thanks for having me, man. I hope the birds and stuff in the background, because this lets me double up on my time. I just hope it's not um, unreasonably noisy in the background. I hope we can still get a good quality for your people. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Um, I, you know, it's it's like uh, those alarm clocks. We're waking up to the uh, to the birds twer- chirping right now. <laughs> nice, so, uh, nice. So I had my Alexa wake me up uh, at uh, at four this morning in preparation for you, my man. So um, oh, it's awesome. certainly uh, a new world we live in with things like Alexa that we don't even push buttons for alarm clocks anymore. We just say, Alexa, wake me up at four a.m. Done. It, you know, it, it's crazy. Isn't that something? It is crazy, and that's another reason that I. I just wanted to, you know, thank you and bring, you know, I know you're going to bring so much value. Him and I talked a little bit offline and um, really the two topics we're going to talk about primarily today is is becoming the rock star in your marketplace so that you can attract opportunities versus chase, attract versus chase. Chasing is prospecting, okay? Um, attracting is warm leads, referrals, them calling you. I, You know, this morning I got a call on a, from a million-dollar-plus seller that, um, you know, so that's what we're talking about is attracting versus chasing. And then we're also going to talk about today uh, the idea of perhaps uh, charging a marketing fee up front for some of those unique and difficult properties. So uh, with that being said, tell us a little bit about, you know, give us a quick one minute background on who you are and, and what you're doing now and how you got there. Well, I was a real estate agent just like any of the guys down here. Um, and I was taught the way that most real estate agents are taught, that prospecting thing you mentioned, you know, and it, it, it really destroyed me because before real estate, I was a singer guitar player, not the best one in the world. If anyone goes to YouTube and finds it, I, I probably won't even tell you the name. I, I had a nickname. And so, um, you know, the, it, I wasn't very good at it. You know, I was good enough to get paid, but certainly not good enough to be a rock star, which was, I okay. suppose, the dream, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but so I got into real estate and, um, going from being a musician at the pub, playing guitar, singing and all of that stuff that everyone liked and bought me drinks and I was very popular and very well and universally liked as a performer, um, to going to being a listing and selling real estate agent, then being taught prospecting where everyone almost universally didn't like me and told me very much so when I was making these cold calls. Uh-huh. It, and I don't, look, I tolerated it for years, for like five or six, maybe even 
seven years, I tolerated it. But it was destroying my soul because I hated 97 out of 100 people that I spoke to either not wanting to talk to me at all or sometimes swearing at me and just being really nasty. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy transition to make to go from being universally liked to almost universally despised because of, cause I was still the same person. So mm-hmm. that led mm-hmm. me to a search that took probably 10 years traveling the world, going to your fine country a whole bunch of times and figuring out how other businesses work. Because I, I thought about it, what other business, you don't get a cold call from the local sushi shop, she's trying to say that fast, saying, three times hey, uh, Michael, <laughs> yeah, that's right, hey, Michael, mate, it's, um, you know, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it is there, uh, I'm wondering, did you skip lunch today and you happen to be hungry? How about you pop down to the sushi shop because we've got some for you. Like, no other business um, does business that way. They all figure out a way to get your attention and then get you to call them, certainly specialist organizations, like a, whether it's a surgeon or someone to fix your car or whatever. So I spent a better part of a decade and probably half a million dollars trying to figure out how to get those two or three people in, a, in any given marketplace to call me and avoid having the 98 people tell me to piss off or whatever they were going to say to me. So that was the, that's the kind of journey so far, my man. It's working great guns. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and so you're about positioning, you're about attracting versus chasing, and you're absolutely right. Most people, you know, they, you know, public speaking or the thought of door knocking or prospecting, picking up the phone, you know, most agents won't do it, right? And um, so, you know, talk to, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, some of the ways that you've been able to help position yourself uh, when, you know, you're, you're getting those calls from prospective buyers and sellers. Uh, are we talking online marketing, print marketing, word of mouth marketing, social media, video, all of the above or none of the above? Yeah, well, what I did was, among many things, I kind of, I went to A, mentors, and B, kind of common sense, And I reverse engineered, what is it about people that identify us as famous? And I certainly didn't throw myself in that mix back when I first was asking myself this question. That what makes Arnold Schwarzenegger the megastar famous version of what it is that he does? You know, over here we have a lady called Michelle Bridges, and your equivalent over there would be Jillian Michaels or Trainer Bob. She was a trainer on The Biggest Loser and now is a famous personal trainer. So okay. I asked myself, what makes people the famous version of whatever it is they do, be it Trainer Bob, Jillian Michaels, be it Dr. Phil in the psychiatry world, be it Arnold Schwarzenegger in the bodybuilding world? What makes the famous people famous? And I don't mean, oh, they're on a TV show. Well, that's one aspect. But I thought, what are the indicators that say we are dealing with a famous person? What are the indicators of celebrity? And I sort of broke it down. And then when I thought about it, there wasn't one of the things that you and I couldn't make for ourselves to say to a small pond, and that's one of the principles, is big fish, small pond, that like Josh Altman, of course, my, my mate from um, Million Dollar Listing, who I've, you know, uh-huh. I've brought down to Australia a couple of times. I've been, you know, I've hung out with him every time I'm in LA, he tries to sell me a house. I love the guy. I've been on Million Dollar Listing. And I thought, 
what does Josh Altman have that you and I can't have? Because Josh is the famous version in real estate, you know, Luis Ortiz and all of those guys, you know. So all of us can have it, but we don't have to be on million-dollar listing um, in order to have those things and be famous to a small pond. So, you know, and, and then we set about reverse engineering and then replicating those tools. So everything you mentioned before is when, when you were rattling off that list, I thought, man, this Michael, I mean, you're right. We were introduced through my man, Matt Johnson, and um, he's well-trained, you know, no surprise because Matt hangs out with real players and real superstars. So you definitely get it. It, it is all of the above in that you've got to put these tools that show that you are a celebrity in front of your community in every way possible. So, you know, and it's hard to kind of cram the whole formula into however long we got this morning, bud, but I'm on a walk and I'm happy to go through in as much or as little detail as you want. But you want to get started on some of the tools? Yeah, man, let's, I let's, mean, that's awesome. Let's do it, huh? Let's do it, let's shoot. Well, the first one is um, they don't have photographs of themselves because you need these photographs of yourself in order to make most of the other tools. So really the first step is if you look in any paper, newspaper, or any publication or any marketing piece whatsoever, you look at the photo of the real estate agent and you can tell what that person does for a job just by looking at the photo that has the arms cropped and, you know, the, the photos sitting there in a suit. They've all got the same look on their face or whatever. So the first thing is we need to get a photo shoot that just shows us as a person, not as a little headshot with our arms cropped off where we are looking like a cliche, typical real estate agent. Because um, no famous person has one of them. Have a look at Josh Altman's website. And he doesn't have those dodgy, weird, you know, real estate photos in inverted commas. So that's the simple one. And then once you've got some better, a better quality photo shoot, you don't have to pay a lot of money, but quality. The first one we'd talk about is every celebrity specialist you can name. And the one, every one of the ones we mentioned before, Dr. Phil, Michelle Bridges, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Trainer Bob, Jillian Michaels, they've all written a book on their area of expertise. So I thought, okay, no publishers are going to publish my rubbish. So I, um, I wrote my own book. I then found a printer to print it. Now, in the subsequent years, I've become, my company is now the largest publisher of real estate books in Australia because no one would publish 100 of my clients' books. You know, no publisher, no whatever, Penguin, no, no real publisher is going to publish you know, a hundred books on how to sell your house for top dollar. So I had to figure that out myself and me and my team became a publishing company. So um, real estate coach uh, as a business now has okay. the most number of um, real estate books on Amazon uh, for Australia um, because that principle, we needed to get each and every one of our clients to have, and there's even a saying about it, you wrote the book on that, you know? So that's the first one is that everyone is a specialist despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. The people who have written a book on their area of expertise 
And I don't mean an e-book, and I don't mean a drop-down menu on a website. I mean a physical paper and ink, hand someone an autographed copy, uh, copy of a book on your area of expertise. So that's one of five that I would say we would start with. Okay. But um, I'm sure you've uh, either got your book published, Michael, or it's in the works. And if not, you can yeah, be yeah. published our under book, me, my man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Our, our book, we, I've written a couple books, Marketing Luxury, and our most recent one is the same title as this podcast, same title as our certification, Luxury Listing Specialist. Dominate Luxury Listings in Your Market. It's on Amazon for twenty nine ninety five. And and now let me ask you this, Michael, and I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm flying without a net, but I'm guessing if you gave out your book instead of a business card, what's the likelihood of that book being kept and how is it received by the recipient as different to how a business card would be received by your, you know, your, your recipient? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, it's it's a night and day different response, right? It's instant credibility. I tell agents all the time when I'm speaking, training. I just got back from Scottsdale doing a training out there. You know, if you want to attract, you have to not only differentiate, but you have to position yourself as a leading authority. And one of the ways you can position yourself as a leading authority is authorship. Yeah, it probably goes back somewhere, mate. I don't know how, but it probably harks back to back in our primitive days when only the well-read or only the, you know, the successful or only the leaders in any tribe could even read, let alone write, because there is just something magical that if you've written a book, despite the fact that I've read some of the most insane stuff in the world, um, in some books, you know, having read so many, that People just have that thing about being an, an author that they hold you with reverence. And, um, you know, it's, yeah. so that's tactic number one. Write your book, get it printed. You don't have to have it formally published. Just make sure it's well graphic designed, that it's adequate. It doesn't even need to be magical, the information that's in there. It just needs to be good, solid advice on the, the, the pitfalls you've seen. I mean, one of my clients, her book recently, was just each chapter was a case study of a difficult sale that ended up with a happy ending. It was just stories about sellers that inherently in the narrative had lessons in there for other people. And it's been received so well by the people that she's given it to. It's probably the best one in our, in our lineup because most of the other guys in our, our author stable the book is pretty simple stuff. It's all the stuff that's on our drop-down menu on our website that says, um, you know, handy hints for sellers. It's just all those tips, but put into a book format pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, um, you know, no one ever asked you for an autographed copy of your drop-down menu on your website. And so yeah. that positioning thing you mentioned. Card, right? Yeah, exactly card, right. Hey, would you sign your business card? No, exactly. Yeah. So often, said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, said no one ever. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our Luxury Listing Specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. Positioning yourself as a leading authority, and we didn't even talk about this ahead of time, but you know we do offer a 
uh, a product and service for agents that are looking to differentiate. We wrote a book, Glenn, called Marketing Luxury, Sell Your Luxury Home in Any Market. It's written towards the consumer, and we offer a contrib- basically a contributor package where uh, we set up an interview with an agent. We interview them a series of questions. Um, we add their name to the cover forward written by blank and then on the back is their picture the bio etc and then of course we edit we send everything over to them to to look over and approve and we add their forward to our to our book called marketing luxury and uh, if anybody it's it's a 16 chapter uh, book if anyone's interested send me an email michael at marketing luxury group.com michael at marketing luxury group but in that instance they're not even getting they're not only getting credibility because they contributed to a book, but they're getting that third-party credibility from the luxury listing specialist himself, and so it's that third-party validation uh, and power of association. So attraction, law of attraction, and positioning yourself. So there's a lot of different ways for those of you that are listening that you can do that. If you don't have the money to invest in a book, you know, by doing some type of uh, community highlights or featuring, you know, special uh, subdivisions or special businesses or interviewing business owners, there's a lot of things you can do on a $0 budget. We could talk probably a full-day conference, Glenn, on <laughs> different positioning strategies and going deeper. But, but the authorship, the book, the, uh, you know, Putting content out there, you know, content marketing, whether it be video marketing, con- contributing to other publications, uh, that is how you can help position yourself as a leading authority. I, I'm going to be, you know, contributing to Forbes magazine for the fourth time here this year, and uh, they call us when they want an expert. So, uh, real quick, and we got the birds are waking up there. Mate, can you hear that? that? I, I hope that wasn't too loud. I'm going to walk fast so I get through this. No. This little section, because I'm near a lake, oh, right. and it's lovely. You're I wish right. we were on the visuals I could show you, but boy, oh boy, that's oh, noisy. And for me, let alone for you, I'm sure that's intolerable. Yeah, your phone. I don't want you to hang up, but you'll have to get a picture after you get off and send that to us. We'll include that in the, in the promo. That's awesome. I'll do that. Wait a minute. I will do that right now. Wait a minute. Oh, let's see. How amazing is this world that we're talking? I'm photographing some ducks. Uh, it is crazy. It is. It is. There you you know, go. I'm amazed every time I get on an airplane and get from point A to point B. It just uh, we take it for granted. But um, let me ask you something. Um, in you're out of Australia. Uh, if, if I'm a seller and I'm thinking of hiring of hiring you to market my home, we were talking before we started recording. And and as an agent, you, you are getting upfront marketing cost. It's very common in your marketplace. Talk to me a little bit about that because it's it's not very common here. You, you said you've had the Altman brothers down at a couple of your conferences, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even they were. They were so now. One of the factors is we don't get six percent to split, three percent buyers, three percent sellers. So there are some factors that we sat with uh, Matt and Josh, you know, for the day after the conference. It was just me, them, a couple of my mates in a private little room, and we just hung out for for like you know half a day, just chatting about these things with some of my high performers, and we really broke down because my guys were saying, "Why don't you just get your sellers to pay for the marketing?" And the Altmans were saying. 
why don't you just pay for the marketing and just own the entire marketplace? So everyone was kind of defending their position. And we've, we've broken down back and forth. And, you know, when there's 6%, and if the Altmans, they were talking about, you know, when you can double end it, meaning you get the full three on the buyer side and the full three on the seller's side, and there's 6% on a $10 million uh, listing. So before we started recording, one of the things you were telling me, Glenn, in, in Australia, it's very common for uh, the seller to pay an upfront marketing fee to an agent, which isn't real common here in the States. I know you're you know, friends with and you've had the Altman brothers from Million Dollar Agent. And uh, even in Beverly Hills, that's not something that's uh, very common. So talk to, talk to me a little bit about the upfront marketing fee and how that works in your area and, and uh, maybe some of our listeners for some difficult properties or properties that are going to take thousands of dollars to market. Uh, perhaps some of uh, you know, these agents listening will implement an upfront marketing fee. Well, um, I wonder if, uh, if, if some of the circumstances under which we do that make it doable or not, in that it might be so entrenched in your marketplace that I would say to your guys, don't lose the listing because you insist on it. But the better you are positioned and the more that when someone comes to you predisposed to want you because you have done all of these tactics, you've written a book and you've done everything that we might get to in your trainings because it sounds like your trainings are very um, uh, of the same religion as ours um, given that done for you book that you mentioned plus I'm sure there's a million other things to make a, an agent positioned and known within their area. Um, the more that is the case the less negotiation power, I suppose, that seller wields on you because you're the thing of value that they, des that they desire. Um, now, no, for no one in the world is that truer than for Josh Altman. Uh, you know, if someone knows him and is a fan of his on Million Dollar Listing and they call him in, boy, oh boy, there's no one on this world that will be able to say, yeah, well, I'm going to need a down payment of, um, you know, $10,000 uh, to market this property well, and yet Josh still doesn't do it. So I really wonder if there are circumstances in the States where that does make it perhaps not as doable there as it is. And yeah, one of the things is certainly that 6%, the 3% seller, 3% buyer thing doesn't really exist down here. Meaning we have, are mainly remunerated by our sellers at, to the tune of 3% is wonderful, but you know, 2% is often got by agents and the better the skilled and the better positioning of the agents, the more they'll get the, a full three, three and a half percent perhaps. But there are agents down here who work for 1%. Um, and sometimes as the market gets tighter, the lesser skilled agents and the lesser positioned agents will work for 1% of the value of the home and include the marketing in that. So it's certainly not the norm for all, but the better skilled and the better positioned agents, the one who position themselves as desirable and they are chased by their community as opposed to being prospectors out there in the marketplace begging for listings, um, the better you are positioned and stuff, the more likely it is that you can insist on, you know, whether it's a weekly retainer upfront that helps cover your expenses or whether it is, um, you know, an upfront lump sum to pay for those marketing expenses, uh, it's all down to who is desired most in the relationship. And that's kind of negotiating 101 is having the most, you know, the word is wrong, but the most power that when, when that seller is sitting there thinking, wow, I've actually got, 
you know, uh, you here, and they've got in their mind a little bit of reverence, I suppose, for you rather than disdain, then it just leads to a, you know, whatever desire, whatever tools you need to sell that property well, and if that's a marketing budget that we're talking about here, so be it, um, then, you know, it, it certainly, it just affects, like when I, I've been in negotiations on three times now with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I'm a mega fan. You know, I've had Arnold down to headline at my conferences on multiple occasions. I've done business with him in the States and down here in Australia. And I'm the biggest fan of his that there ever was. Let me promise you, when someone holds you in high regard as a fan, you know, when they are, when you, when they are famous to you, as Arnold is to me, to try and negotiate with that human is not a fun place to be. And of course, it's a dream come true. But let me just tell you this. There was no negotiating with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was, Arnold, what's the fee? Arnold told me an amount. And I just said, okay. No negotiating. Just you do what you're told because of that reverence. And just lucky for me, Arnold, we call it mates rates down here. Arnold's certainly been, uh, he hasn't taken advantage of that positioning that he holds because any number that he said, I would have just paid because the lifelong hero thing is certainly the extreme of this phenomena we're talking about. Okay. Well, it's positioning, positioning the upfront marketing fee. Again, when you haven't sold properties uh, and you don't have a track record of selling high-end or unique properties, I tell agents all the time, I never suggest you compete on fee, but I will tell you, if you have a difficult listing or you have a potential to take your first million dollar or 500,000 or 2 million, you know, you might have to, I don't want to say lower your standards, that's not fair, but if the seller's not as realistic, if maybe you think it's worth less, you know, your first one, you might want to take just to build your confidence and sometimes sellers are liars, right? And they, motivation changes. But, but as you build your business up, like Glenn's talking about, and you've had success and you position yourself as a leading authority, then you can uh, be more, uh, I guess, firm on your fee or be creative with your fee. If you're not sure, by the way, for those of you, check with your broker owner to make sure you can do what we're talking about. Every state's different, et cetera. But some yeah. states, you certainly can charge an upfront marketing fee or, or retainer, but you have to clearly define it and check with your broker owner or an attorney before you roll one out. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, uh, well, yeah, one thing that scared the hell out of me that, that that just prompted me when your intro came in, Michael, was the whole working smarter, not harder. And I would say, you know, to the guys who are, if they fit the category you just mentioned then, they're being a bit new, they're wanting to take on their first, uh, you know, luxury listing and all of that. I would, um, I would say that's out the window. No, no, no. You've got to go hard smart, real smart, real hard, that, that all of that life balance stuff that you might want is out the window. And you might have to, you might have to literally work for free. Heaven forbid, you might have to say to that seller, hey, I'm just going to write you a check for a thousand bucks. Here you go. Um, I'll work for you for free. Plus, you just keep that as a token of my esteem. Now, I'm only exaggerating. I've never done that. But right, right, I'm just right. saying, you know, all this positioning stuff, if you're starting out, you do whatever it takes because the ability to get paid tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in a single transaction 
whatever it takes to get that first one, to get that second one, to get that track record. Because millions of dollars a year, you think about it, the president of your country, I think I've heard a couple of figures, but gets about $400,000 a year. And you think you're going to get triple what the president gets paid just to kind of show some houses and, you know, oh, here's the the backyard and there's there's the 17th bedroom. There you go. Do you want to buy it? That service of being a tour guide of mansions does not pay a million dollars a year. There's some pain that you're going to have to endure that means um, you know, you've got to go above and beyond regardless of your desires and you watching million-dollar listing thinking, oh, that looks pretty easy. I promise mm-hmm. you it is a very different world to crack than just um, getting followed around by a camera touring mansions. Yeah, no, that's, 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 a, that's a great point. All right. Um, Rapid fire here. You, you do a lot of trainings. You come to the stage. You, you do a lot of trainings down by you. Um, what, what do you see that's working now um, in Australia, down under, that maybe agents up here, uh, it's outside the box, maybe it's different, or maybe it's basic fundamentals that are working up here in the States as well. But what are you seeing, Glenn, down in Australia that uh, agents are really having a lot of success in 2018 with? Well, what I'm seeing more often is what I'm seeing they're failing with. So on mass. The biggest opportunity I've ever seen, and we've been yelling about this since 2013 probably, um, and only now are agents starting to listen. Um, you know, I hired and uh, begged Gary Vaynerchuk to come down to Australia uh, for the first time in his Gary V persona. Prior to that, maybe six years prior, um, Gary came down, probably maybe even longer than that, he came down to Australia in his wine guy persona to some of our unique wine uh, regions when he was working for Wine Library. But since he did the marketing Gary V. VaynerMedia persona, um, I was the first bloke to bring him down to Australia. And so we've been screaming at agents for years about the um, opportunity of the world being glued to their telephones like I am now Um, and most of the time we're not using our phones doing what I'm doing now, actually talking on the phone. Most of the time we're using our phones to access things like Instagram, things like Facebook, and the real estate world is living the same way the whole rest of the world does. Like real estate agents are living on their phones and yet they're marketing in their business like the consumers are different to them. Like the consumers are still looking at newspapers, still looking at magazines, still looking at flyers and brochures and things. So they're marketing one way, but they're living another. And so the biggest opportunity I'm seeing still, and I'm stunned that there is still a window of opportunity that if you go all in using the paid phenomena of Facebook and Instagram, that there's still a massive opportunity when targeted audience local, like geographic targeting locally, I'm still stunned how few agents are doing something as simple as geographically targeting their area by bringing that radius in nice and tight to a few kilometers or a mile or two around their geographic area that they want to farm, bring the age demographic in to say the average age of a seller that they're trying to target, say for your million dollar luxury guys, that average age might be 40 to 65. And then just hammering that with video testimonials, with success stories, with case studies, with all of that. At one cent of view, oh my God, we should just do the whole podcast on that because it's the biggest opportunity I've ever seen in real estate. And it's being, and we're letting that opportunity slip. 
like meaning the agents are wasting it. They will look back on the years 2015 through 18 as the years when you could buy a view for one cent and they're going to look back with remorse that they didn't spend more. Isn't that something? Yeah. You know, when, when the economy was in the tank in 06, 07, 08, I was investing, and I like to use the word invest, right? I was investing more and more money into our business, into our marketing, um, because I know that's the first thing that most people cut away. And I think that's a travesty. That should be the last thing that you, you want to cut away is your marketing dollars. Um, so, For man, sure. this, this, this is, uh, you know, you know, insightful. Uh, again, just some of the basics, what they're not doing is just as important as what you are doing. And, uh, you know, Glenn, for anybody that wants uh, to connect with you social media wise or get in contact with you, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, well, I mean, any marketer worth their salt, you only need a name. So you just put Glenn Twiddle in anywhere and you'll find me. Um, but you know what the best way is? I tell you, just recently I did a talk in the, in the States and what my team are doing is anyone who gets my book on Amazon, because I told them to do this, so anyone who gets my book from Amazon because of this speaking gig I just did in the States, my team are instructed not to just send them a book for 30 bucks, but to send them a $399 full three-day home study program of my last event. So that's probably the best way, is go to Amazon and grab my book. And as soon as, that, that, um, as, soon as my team sees that that's a USA order, they're going to throw in that $399 uh, full program that includes Josh Altman, Luis Ortiz, Brian Casella, a bunch of, uh, well, Matt Johnson and Greg McDaniel, the, you mentioned yep. that I uh, yep. brought them down to Australia, plus a host of million-dollar performers. Man, if they want to know literally two days' worth of those guys' strategies for being beasts in their area, man, 30 bucks on Amazon and it's theirs. And they can take advantage of the fact that my team, I haven't told them to stop sending uh, that bonus to any orders from the USA. So that'd be the best way to kind of roll with us, man. That's awesome. If it's okay with you, we'll actually include a link uh, from the Amazon uh, link to your book uh, for our promotion in this. Uh, So if you're getting our email and that's how you found out about the podcast, uh, this particular podcast, click on that link. Otherwise, go to Amazon and that's a very generous offer. So uh, that's awesome. Get his book. Get his book, Glenn Twiddle. Uh, Glenn Twiddle. Uh, Look him up online. Books books punching above your weight. And I suppose the reason that, I don't know if that saying even translates, but punching above your weight is kind of a boxing metaphor means that you know in in life and in business and even my partner who is a literal 10 um you know my partner is is like 10 and i'm a i'm a good solid five and a half when it comes to physical attractiveness that i'm doing better than i should and so that's the metaphor of punching above your weight is how i got into business with richard branson arnold schwarzenegger gary vaynerchuk just all my heroes are now on my phone. It's freaking crazy. So punching above your weight, certainly I'm living the life of my dreams because of these attitudes and these tactics that we've been talking about. That's awesome. Okay, punching above your weight, great terminology. I use a football analogy, out kicking your coverage, but whatever it is, you know, getting Ah, the most out of your skills. Okay, same, same. Got it. Yeah, same concept, (laughs) same concept. Got it. Great. Hey, listen, (laughs) thanks for your time. Again, if anybody has 
questions, you can send me an email to michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. If you want to nominate somebody, you think somebody would be a great guest, send me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup. Don't forget our free offer. If you want our free ultimate listing blueprint, our video checklist, and our three-part video series, take your smartphones out and text the word LUX, L-U-X-E, to 72,000, L-U-X-E, to 72,000. Again, my name is Michael Ofito, author of the book, Luxury Listing Specialist. You can find it on Amazon. And if you're interested in really taking your business to the next level, you should consider our certification. You can go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com, Luxury Listing Specialist, 14 modules, amazing content, tons of case studies and testimonials. But I'll leave you, like I always do, at the end of every show, prove them wrong, keep raising the bar in real estate, and remember, not the market, it's the marketing. Have an awesome day.